Hey everyone, this is episode 13 of Play On Gamer. I'm your host, Michael. So today's episode was, um, it's a, today's episode's an unplanned episode. I've been racking my brain to figure out like what I should talk about on this episode. And, um, you know, I was just on a hip hop website and then I went to the gaming section and a few of, um, a few of my friends were talking about this, uh, subject and, um, you probably know what I'm going to talk about. This has to do about, um, the Nintendo editor at IGN flip, um, Much- Muchkin. I believe it's flip Muchkin. Okay. Let's just call him flip. He's also, um, he's a Nintendo editor at IGN also host of the NVC podcast. He's also a YouTuber himself. Now this guy, uh, he found himself and IGN in a bit in a huge, huge controversy. Let's just say it's a huge controversy. So, um, apparently, um, flip about like a day ago, he released his review on dead cells. And then probably like a few hours later, uh, there's this guy over at, uh, uh, boomstick gaming on YouTube. His name is Deadeye, and he basically uh, said, "Hey, you know, this is uh, this um, uh, video review made by Flip Munchkin is a straight up plagiarism job." And uh, you know what? I looked into it, and you know, I think this guy at Boom Boomstick Gaming, Dead Dead Eye, has a. I think he has a. This is a fair accusation, and which makes it even more damning is that. Um, uh, Boomstick Gaming released their review a week before the IGN review came out. So apparently, um, in doing some little research, um, it turns out the um, Dead Eye at Boomstick Gaming. I, I believe I don't believe he was under the it was under embargo. Apparently, IGN was under embargo, so they didn't release the review um, until yesterday. But this guy, he has a review on the internet on YouTube a week in advance. And, um, you know, it seems like this guy Flip Munchkin, he saw the review on, 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 um, Boomstick Gaming and basically just like, uh, lifted and revised the, his, uh, Boomstick Gaming's review word by word and just posted on his IGN, um, page. And, um, what makes this, um, even sadder is that you know if you go to Flip Munchkin's um, I, uh, Twitter account, he uh, on August fourth he writes this: finishing up my Dead Sales review this weekend. It's the first IGN video I've edited myself, and I can't wait to share it with you all. If you still haven't seen Dead Sales in action, check out the first twenty-one minutes on Nintendo Switch, and he posted the video below. You know this is really sad. You know this guy, um, his first IGN video. He's being accused for plagiarism. It's really, really, really bad. So, um, IGN um, was um, confronted with this, especially on their Reddit page, by a lot of um, angry, uh, angry uh, uh, gamers. So, IGN posted a follow-up an editor's note on their website on July, sorry, when we saying July, August 6, 2018. 
and this editor's note says that um as a group of writers and creators who value our own work and that of others in our field the editorial staff at IGN takes plagiarism very seriously in light of concerns that have been raised about our dead cells review we are we have removed it for a time being and are investigating so um you know a lot of people are calling for the head of flip Muchkin. they want him to be fired from IGN a lot of people are like are being um considering and saying like hey 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 hold up you know this guy flip has a family he has a kid like hey let's not call for this guy's job to be uh taken away from him but then on the other hand people are saying hey you know what okay we understand he has a family and stuff but you know this guy's a writer and you know plagiarism is very serious and you know there should be uh he should lose his job over this so um I'm going to do something special here on Play On Gamer. I actually don't have uh, Deadeye on the line to talk to him. But what I have done is I've taken his um, recent YouTube video describing the um, plagiarism done by Flip. And um, I took the audio from that. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to fade out. You'll hear from Deadeye himself from his YouTube video released on, I believe, I believe, um, a couple of days ago, probably Sunday. Yeah. It's okay. So I'll fade out. You hear the rest of the story from the man itself, Deadeye from Boomstep Gaming. What's up guys, this is Deadite from Boomstick Gaming. We have a slightly weird issue today. I put out my Dead Cells review last week and then IGN put out their uh, written and video review today and it turns out the uh, the gentleman there at IGN seems to have watched my video and copied a lot of it. So I'm not sure what to do about this. Let's just uh, walk through it and I'll show you what I mean. First off, this is uh, the Boomstick Gaming, that's myself. Let's go ahead and start. Dead Cells takes the progression of a metroidvania and integrates it into this procedurally generated action roguelite that has you slowly chipping away at its steep difficulty. It takes the progression system of a metroidvania and transforms it into a procedurally generated action roguelite. Okay, not that not that similar. Some similarities. Let's uh let's proceed. In Dead Cells, you'll need to kill your way through a labyrinth of levels all punctuated by boss encounters that starts off quite linear, but the more you play, the more routes and game mechanics will open up to you. In Dead Cells, you fight your way through an ever-changing labyrinth of levels with branching paths. You might not be able to make it to the final boss on your current run, but if you can manage to salvage some blueprints for some new gear, or better yet, an ability-altering rune, it makes it all worth your while even if you can see your death just around the corner. This is the type of roguelike that, yeah, sure, you could beat the boss on your first attempt, but you're probably not going to and you're not supposed to. Let's stop there. Let's see what Philip has to say next. You're almost guaranteed not to make it all the way through on every run, but as your efforts lead you to blueprints that unlock new gear, it makes it all worth your while. Okay, switch over to me. In most games of this genre, your coolest skills and spells are often set to strictly long recharge timers or a limited mana system. But in Dead Cells, your abilities have incredibly quick recharges and allow you to seamlessly integrate these gadgets into normal encounters, and it doesn't make you feel penalized for using your cool stuff. Most games limit your most useful skills with long cooldown timers or a limited mana system, but Dead Cells encourages you to use your deadliest gadgets with a fast recharge timer. It never punishes you for using your best tactics. Okay, this is one of my favorites here, this part. 
This combat system is fast, fluid, responsive, and one of the most rewarding representations of 2D combat of the entire genre. Fights are fast, fluid, responsive, and hands down one of the most gratifying representations of video game combat I've ever experienced. So it's starting to get a little fishy, huh? Also in place is a mutation system that has you pick from various buffs that can enhance and alter your abilities, but system, which adds another layer of diversity to how you can play. This is where you can choose from various buffs that enhance and alter your abilities. Alright, stellar writing, Philip. Dead Cells only falters slightly with some repetition setting in, especially on the early areas and during longer play sessions. Dead Cells does falter slightly with some repetition, but it's only felt in its earlier areas and during the extended play sessions. The enemy designs here are interesting and fun to fight, but in the first level alone you'll probably have killed the same enemy about 50 times already, and that same enemy will be used throughout various levels. While early level enemies are a good introduction and make for fun and interesting fights early on, you can only kill so many zombies before it starts feeling a little stale. The game does however encourage you to rush through repeat areas by having time gates that lock after a certain amount of time has passed, and if you're playing like a speedrunner, you'll be rewarded and this helps alleviate some of that repetition I mentioned. Speedrunning is not only encouraged, but it's embedded as its own game mechanic. Almost every level has a door that will unlock after a certain amount of time elapses. Alright, and last but not least we have my absolute favorite which starts at 3.07 on both videos exactly. Dead Cells figures out an intriguing way to have your roguelite and metroidvania experience all in one by focusing on your failures and urging you to try something new the next time. Dead Cells strikes a perfect and engaging balance between the metroidvania and roguelite experiences by focusing on your failures and urging you to experiment each time you do fail. So I guess that's it. It's kind of flattering, I guess, that IGN is watching uh, Big Boomstick Gaming, but uh, I don't know. What do you do about this kind of thing, guys? Uh, let me know what you think, and thanks for watching. Okay, so that does it for episode 13 of Play On Gamer. So uh, I'll keep you updated on the plagiarism involving the Dead Cells review between um, Boomstick Gaming and um, IGN. Any updates, I'll further it up in a future episode. So um, before I end this episode, I want to tell you about something I picked up over the weekend. I picked up the Mega Man Legacy Collection. And you know, this is really cool because um, this is actually, um, this one case includes a disc for each collection. I didn't have to buy uh, the collection separately. The collection comes in, both, both games in the collection come in one case. This is really amazing, very, very surprising. Because I, I could have swore I saw a cover art for, different cover art for each collection on the internet. But it turns out that wasn't the case. So, um, I can't tell you the amount of times I've played Mega Man X. I mean, when I got the Super Nintendo, I literally had three games that I owned for like the first eight years. It was Super Mario World, which came with the SNES. I then got Mega Man X, and then eventually I got uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or, or is it Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Turbo Edition for Super Nintendo. So anyways, I probably played Mega Man X for like, uh, hundreds of times and then my friend 
that I went to school with, I lived beside him. He had X2. So I would borrow X2 from him and I would play X2. And then um, X3, eventually a video store opened up near me and I was able to play X3. The further Mega Man games I never got to play because I never had access to a PlayStation until 1998 or maybe 1999. Even then, I still never played any of the PlayStation Mega Man games, even though I had a rental store near me. So anyways, um, you know, this is really, uh, this, this collection really takes me back. And um, I think I only paid like, maybe like, um, I wanna say maybe 40 bucks for it. I live in Canada, so obviously, you know, the taxes on this game is gonna be higher than if you live in America. In America, you probably could pick this up for like 25 bucks. So, um, yeah, this is really, really cool. And what's cool about this is that, you know, the original game, um, how, how you could access your, um, project progress. They use a, a, like a, it was like a numbered system, a code system. Well, now you're able to actually, um, save data. Um, after each battle you, um, after each, uh, robot you defeat. You're actually able to save the, da the data and then you can upload the data which is um when i mean upload the data i mean like yeah basically upload the data so <laughs> you can resume play yeah I, didn't, I don't know why i corrected myself right there uh probably that's a good um indication that i should end this episode okay so this is episode 13 i'm your host michael i'll see you sometime during the week hopefully